recording again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Plata Podcast. Right? Yeah. Do you, am I saying it or are you saying it? You say it. I like it better when you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Plata Podcast, the official social platypus podcast. I'm Josiah Sapp, and joining me, as always, Ryan DeVere. Hey! And this is our podcast about things we love to talk about. For us, that's primarily video games, movies, and things people are creating. And or trying to sell you. And or trying to sell you. <laughs> Which is the main... Uh, we're not going to even call it a topic. We're going to call it the rant for the nights. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. I got a switch. It's been uh, it's been a good week. Yes. Hose is venomous over here. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, the switch is really cool. For anybody who doesn't have one, I'm I'm really surprised at um, what it is and what it isn't. Um, yeah. They're yeah. really coming out strong with with uh, Zelda and Odyssey. The Mario. The Mario. The Mario guy. Um, but then there are also, you know, some of the third-party games are starting to drop. You've got Doom is coming out. You've mm-hmm. got Skyrim, I think, just came out. Yep. Um, and smaller stuff like uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. It's Which I hear is absolutely perfect to play on the Switch. See, just sit down 20 minutes, you know, just you know, <laughs> pick it up, put it down. I heard it's awesome. And, I, think, uh, I think the Switch is perfect for indie games right now yeah and i don't mean that disparagingly i just think indie games tend to be more friendly towards that pick up and put down Mm -hmm. and the switch is just phenomenal with that you also have some other games that have come out like uh la noir just came out a re-release remaster however you want to call it the switch version is Okay. Yeah, hey, I was I was hearing the other day that L.A. Noir does not fit on the original hard drive space. Yeah. That it's too big for the starting off capacity for the Switch. <laughs> it's too big, uh, which I find hilarious. But I think a game that is going to thrive on the Switch. It's just got released, mm-hmm. Rocket League, mm. on the Switch. Yeah. Um, old... Older-ish PC game came out on Steam a few years back. Was free for PlayStation Four. Um, I think it's an absolute no-brainer that Rocket League is going to be on the Switch. Split-screen co-op, local play with the Switch. Yeah, I think because Rocket League is infinitely entertaining. Absolutely, it's so much fun. And I'll tell you what, the game that I'm really itching for now more than ever. I really want to see a port of Mario Maker on the Switch. It it's gonna happen. Absolutely perfect. I think that they were waiting until Odyssey came out. They didn't yep. want to fight against themselves, mm-hmm. and I get that. But man, that would be perfect. You're going on a long flight. You just download a couple maps, and there you go. You're yep. good for you're good for a long time. Or you make a new map. Or yep. like, it's just infinite possibilities. It's great. I've got a flight coming up in January, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing if I can either get my own Switch by then just to play it on the plane. Because yeah. I hardly ever go on a plane. <laughs> or see if I could borrow somebody's. Ryan. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. um, but you're liking it, though. I am liking like, it. definitely liking it. Cool. Um, I'm just excited for when it will stand on its own merits. And the gaming community 
isn't just excited about the next big AAA game that right. already came out on other consoles. Yeah, <laughs> like it's all it's it's going to be its own thing. It needs to be its own thing. Yeah. and I and I think um, like so like Doom just came. I just saw a review of Doom, and it's it's amazing what they were able to do. Right. The problem is they had to make sacrifices, and even those sacrifices weren't quite enough to make it a completely smooth experience. And that's yeah. that's unfortunate. But I get that it was a big deal for Nintendo to be able to say, we have Doom, Doom. on the Switch. Yep. We've got it running. We've got Skyrim running on the Switch. We've yeah. got, right? And I, I think that's great, but I think the, I don't think those are the ideal games to have right. on a Switch. I think what you're looking at is something like Mario Odyssey. You're looking at a Pokemon game would be great because you could pick that up and put it down so easily. It's coming up. Mario Maker would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm interested in about the Switch is you've got Zelda, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. launch title, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Best People are saying best Zelda game ever. I've played five hours of it, and it's insanely good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got Mario Odyssey, yeah. which is also getting 10 out of 10s, yeah. 9 out of 10s. And people are saying it's one of the most innovative, but also classic Mario games, right? Yeah. And so you've got, those are their flagship franchises. You think Nintendo, you think Mario and Zelda. Like, right yeah. at the front. Then you think of Kirby and Yoshi and Metroid and, and all that. Super Pokemon Smash Brothers. And Super Smash. And, and all the Star Fox and all of them. But, where do they go from here? Like, do they, does 2018 mean... Um, that there are going to be more Dooms and more Skyrims and games like that that you didn't ever thought, and they're just really going to test out the waters because they came out really strong with the launch in the first year. Yeah. But is next year going to be more... Because I know they're working on a Metroid and they're working on a Pokemon, but those aren't Mario and Zelda. You know what I mean? I think Pokemon carries that weight. I mean, Pokemon is the biggest game franchise in the world right now. The world? Yeah, no, it is. Because you okay. take into account the anime, you take in all the games, all the merchandise, all the movies. Merchandising. Sorry, yeah. that's a Spaceballs reference. <laughs> um, but, like, it is it is kind of mind-blowing to think, like, where where is the Switch going to go after yeah. two I mean, insanely major releases plus a bunch of small indies? I'm very excited for what the Switch looks like in 2018. Yeah, so if you look at like the PlayStation 4, it launched with uh, Infamous Second Son, mm-hmm. which is still a pretty polished game. game. But you look down the, down the road a couple of years, now developers have learned what they can do with this power. They've, mm-hmm. learned, you know, they've, they've got some experience with it. And you have games like um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Is yeah. just, it's amazing. You've got games like Doom, which is amazing. Battlefront is beautiful. Like... Uh, that was a little easter egg for later conversation sorry Um, but it is a beautiful game yes right and so I can't make a game that beautiful right so I'm really curious what happens a couple years down the road with the Switch where you have really pretty looking games Mm -hmm. that you can take on the go also I've been amazed by the battery life of it I've I've used it in handheld for for hours at a time and I've not run it below half yet it's. I mean, very cool. It's perfect for on the go. If you if you know you're just gonna have a couple hours somewhere of layover, mm-hmm. Mario runs great. It's not sucking awesome. the battery out of it at all by any means. That's really good. I'm curious what that means 
as the switch gets older, if the battery, yeah. I mean, the battery's going to deteriorate over time. I'm not but, sure. I'm not sure if games, if a specific type of game, would drain the battery more. You would think so. I mean, Zelda. Zelda was. I would sit for about two hours and I hit about five percent, and then I'd have to go plug it in when yeah. I was playing it. Um, so. I don't know if Zelda just takes a lot more if it renders out, if it yeah, just sucks it dry. I don't know. But that's really cool to hear about Odyssey. Yeah. It, it, Odyssey looks great too. Like, it looks like a fun game. It looks like a, it looks though, aesthetically, really good, polished, very much so. smooth. I, I mean, I never, I, I skipped the Wii U, um, but man, it's, it's giving me heavy. And like uh, Mario sixty four vibes, mm-hmm. like it just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I think they knew that, and I think they leaned into that. Yeah. But man, there's just there's a lot of discovery and stuff that's like, oh wow, I feel like a child again. That's good. I, a lot of people are saying that. Um, glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. If it comes up missing, don't look at my don't look at my house. Uh, don't look at me because I'll <laughs> it's probably here. Um. Next up, and just kind of a couple news articles before we head into our main topic, um, BlizzCon, which was a week ago, two weeks, um, um, happened, and Blizzard always has a really good convention, they always announce a lot of good stuff, the cosplay is always super, super fun, people are really innovative. Did you see the, um, um, there's a Reinhardt from Overwatch and his mossy... His mossy uh, skin. Yeah. There was an, there was a Reinhardt there in that, and it looked. He's got moss and trees hanging off of him. It looks so cool. <laughs> anyway, BlizzCon big announcement. They announced a new Overwatch character, Moira. 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 Yeah. So far, the second year of Overwatch has followed pretty closely to the first year. Mm-hmm. They've got an event. They announce a character. They have another event. They announce another character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I mean I I think they done a really great job with that they've been doing it keeps it changing up pretty frequently this is how you keep players engaged yeah you have microtransactions there built in the game yeah. to get the cool stuff you know but to to um announce game-changing things like new modes new characters new um you know arcade modes custom playlists that's all free like that's all. Moira is on the PTR, which is what's that called? That's the public. The, no, 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 private training. No. Relative. No. <laughs> the public test. Not a realm. realm. I, so I think it's called, I think it's public test realm. Anyway. Anyway, we sound awesome. They're called PTR servers. It's like private servers where where it's testing. Moira is being tested right now. And a couple of YouTubers have gotten, you know, gotten a hold of PTR. They have their own PTR servers and are playing Moira right now. And she looks fascinating. Like she's really cool. She she plays a lot like like a typical MOBA mm-hmm. character. I'm getting some major MOBA vibes from her. She's got a lot of controlling presence. Yeah. Because in she's got two hand abilities. One she can heal players, and then the other is a long range. Um, damaging attack. Yeah, so like she's channeling. She siphons health. Mm-hmm. It also replenishes her healing. Yeah, so the more damage she does, the more health she gets back. And it's <laughs> it's it on paper it looks broken, but I know there are 
you know, Widowmaker can probably snipe her from afar. You know, so like this. So there's yeah. there's ways that you can counteract her, but on yeah, paper think, it uh, seems like she's got everything. Yeah, I think Winston's going to be a heavy counter to her. I think yeah. Symmetra will probably even be a pretty heavy counter to her mm-hmm. if she can if she can get the if she can draw Moira in. Anyway. That's meta talk, <laughs> but that's I mean, but that's the type of stuff that Overwatch kind of pulls out of you is are the tactics. And as soon as they Absolutely. announce a new character, everything gets tweaked. Everybody shifts. Everything. Everybody's role. Maps play differently. Right. You you take a new route that you didn't know to avoid her. Um, she throws out these death balls that. <laughs> That just travels super slow, but can attach to you and suck life out of you. And so, yeah. like, she can control a lane super easy. You know, and so you think about maps completely different just with yeah. one character. And I think Blizzard is just... of characters change. Yeah. Blizzard is just on top of it. I yeah. think, man, they're so good at keeping, keeping players in and keeping them engaged and not asking Absolutely. too much of us. I mean, yeah, they, they've... I'm amazed so far at how well they've done introducing new characters mm-hmm. and how well they seem to fit into the lore, how yep. well they... Because, uh, I mean, even little things like the silhouette of the character needs to be identifiable. Mm-hmm. You need to know who you're up against, even at a glance. And they've done that really well. Arisa yep. was a very different design yep. from from Ana, from Doomfist, from, mm-hmm. like, they, they keep doing it. And... and so far, I've really enjoyed it. I don't feel like anybody they've introduced is completely unusable. I think yep. they all have very specific um, ways to use them. But yeah, they're just knocking out of the park. And yes. I've um, I've stepped away from Destiny Two for a little bit to play some Fortnite. <gasps> to play some ooh, there's not that much to do right now. Um, <laughs> to play some Fortnite, I've been tapping into Metal Gear Solid Five hey. when I want to have a panic attack. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, Overwatch is there and it's constantly getting updated. So I think I'm probably gonna hop in Overwatch here in the next couple weeks. So just <laughs> hop on back, just hop back in, and that's you know, and it's just there for me. So yeah, Overwatch is definitely playing the long game. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. supporting it and they're gonna continue to support it. And I, I think the community realizes that, and that's why the community is okay investing in it so heavily. But maybe that's just me. Next up, um, we've got Monster Hunter World. Uh, nothing major news-wise, but man, this is a game that I've been following since they announced it. I know Josiah has too. It's yeah, it, <laughs> it just, just looks tasty. It looks, it looks very so different. Good. I've I've watched <laughs> other people play uh, Monster Hunter games because it's typically been a 3DS game or like a handheld game, right? Yeah, like been pretty strictly. They've done. Some Hand-held. console stuff, but that yeah. was a while ago. Um, but yeah, so this is the first one I'll get a chance to get my hands on in yep, a long, coming, long time. Coming to PC, um, PS4, Xbox One. Um, they're they're going they're going all out for this one. Yeah, they're but it's not just like hey, we're going all out for Monster Hunter fans because there's just about a thousand Monster Hunter titles, and they're all really. Similar and different mechanic-wise, and there's no real jumping-on points. Yeah. There's a lot of people who talk who say, you just really have to dive in. There's a hard learning curve. Yeah, I and feel this like one seems... Monster Hunter and yeah. Dynasty Warrior are kind of like sister franchises. Because <laughs> it's like, nobody knew... Same art style, like, almost. Kind of, yeah. 
it's like nobody new is hopping into these, but right. the people who have played them are the people who will always play them. And that's why they keep getting made. And that's why they keep getting made. And um and I I, I listen to a bunch of different podcasts, Game Informer being one of them, and they announced that Monster Hunter is gonna be their cover issue for um this month. And so there's gonna be some new details and new fun stuff. So New details. New <laughs> New details <laughs> uh-huh, okay. uh, coming up on Monster Hunter so we're both interested it looks rad yeah stay tuned for more yeah and you know you might get a review I don't know last up we've got what um so I just saw this recently heard mm-hmm. just just in breaking news um GameStop was starting a game rental service yeah. a used game rental service where you could go in and you'd pay a subscription of like 60 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You could pick out a, uh, a used game off the shelf, yeah, rent it, beat it, play it, get sick of it, whatever, bring it back, rent a new one for 60 bucks a month. Yeah. And so, they just suspended it. <laughs> did they? I, uh, I had read an article about somebody who was in the trial area mm-hmm. for it. Um, they said it was great because at the end of the at the end of the month you actually got to keep one of the used titles. That's awesome. So I mean, if you if you played your cards right, you would rent five or six games during that month, yep. and then you got to keep whatever one you liked the best. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I was uh, I was really excited when they announced that. I thought, ooh, this is like the video game movie pass. Yes, <laughs> like. But uh, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe they're going to tweak it. I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple of interviews um, that I've read about just like um, where employees are saying they're taking all the signs down, all promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. They're kind of taken away for the time being. Um, it sounded like a cool idea, um, but they're suspending it, which is kind of a bummer. But. Yeah. It that would kind of I think would breathe new life into single player experiences. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, these games that get played and then eventually you do sell them. You got your Uncharted's or Last of Us or whatever. You play it and you want to make a little bit of money for your next game that you want to buy. So you trade it in, yeah. and because I've never played Last of Us, so I would love to. This would have been a way that I could have. Yeah. So if you had the option Mm -hmm. to subscribe to like, so if PlayStation put this out tomorrow or Xbox or whoever. They have. Put out, yeah, they've got like the streaming service, but it's not, uh, it's slow to adopt new titles. Right. So if there was, let's say, as soon as a game hit six months old. It got put onto this. Mm. You you'd pay a script, script, let's say sixty bucks a month. Yeah, uh, similar to this, and you got to play a game for as long as you wanted, but then you had to deal with ads in between. Like every fifteen minutes, uh, a commercial would pop up. Would you be interested in it at all? But you could play as much as you wanted, and titles weren't like gonna leave or anything. Well, I don't know. That's <laughs> that sounds terrible. Because what if you're in like in the middle of a shootout, or if it's like a really tense scene, yeah. and you know there's a break? Obviously, I think they'd put the ads in there, but like it would really break the tension. And you think so? I I don't know. I it's like move it, watching a movie on cable. 
Dude, if they like, if there, if so, take Mass Effect Two. If there was a death of a character in Mass Effect Two, and then it, you know, the whole super, you know, super dramatic. This is a character you've built a relationship with, and then they die, and then it fades to black, and then you get an ad for like nationwide insurance or something like that. (laughs) It would like completely throw me off. I'd be so angry. I'd be like. What if they were smart ads though? Like, like life insurance. Man, that was really sad. You know what? What, what would have helped Shepard in this situation? That'd be terrible. That's what we did with cable for so long, though. Why would that? You don't think it'd work? You bet. You bet. You wish you had life insurance. <laughs> Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, I hate your stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if EA has any better ideas. Oh, EA, you are a dumpster fire right now, my friends. Mm. Um, that's starting things off right, isn't it? <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm a bit miffed. And this is kind of our main topic, our main rant for the evening. Um, this is our Battlefront rant. Battlefront 2 is finally out there. People to... Get their little hands on and play. <laughs> it's it's out there. It's out there to the public, and EA is making misstep after misstep, um, trying to cover their tracks, trying to rectify um, what they've kind of dismantled. What they've mm. they're not on to. They're not off to a strong start. So, kind of catch us up, Ryan. Like, what are the kind of the what's kind of happening right now with Battlefront and EA. So in general, based off of the the beta, people kind of came away from that uh, a little bit soured to the progression system. People were kind of yeah. unsure about what what is this game actually going to look like. What what is the what is the cycle of the game going to look like? Yeah. How many loot boxes do I need to open up before I start seeing progress? Yeah. Right. Uh, from that beta, they kind of came back and said. Oh, don't worry, guys. Everything, like, we've changed things, right? And that's going to be a key word throughout this. Change. We change things. We change kind of things. Kind this yep. nebulous thing. Sure, you change things, but cool. how much did you change them? Right. Anyway, so early reports on this, there was, um, the, the public was generally kind of uneasy about this. And so everybody kind of rallied around. There was one person who made a post on Reddit that said, doing the math out, it would take upwards of 40 plus hours to unlock a hero in Battlefront 2. Okay, so and, I have a cool question about that. Okay. A hero that you can play in multiplayer at any time? You have to... So, um, it, it's something that you unlock in kind of like your loadout? Like you, uh, My understanding is that it would be one that you would specifically unlock for yourself to mm-hmm. use. Um, as you're playing the game and doing things within the game, playing the objective, getting right. kills, um, you start accumulating points that you right. can put towards these specific power ups. And one of them, one of the one of the high priced power ups is your hero. Okay. Right. So then you get to spawn in as your hero and mm-hmm. have fun. Go Luke crazy. Skywalker, Darth Vader, running around. Darth Maul, Yoda, basically any of the actual named characters. <laughs> Um, uh, Jango Fett? J- uh, no! Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Um, Wedge Antilles? 
That would be sweet. <laughs> I would love to play as Wedge. Well, Jimmy, what would you do? You just reminisce just... with Luke? <laughs> Get an X-wing and just destroy everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so you you play the game. It takes a long time just to accrue enough credits, enough experience to purchase right. this. Everything progression wise is locked behind loot boxes. Right. Um, you do have an, a level that you uh, that like experience. Um, you gain experience through games, but leveling up only unlocks more loot boxes. Right. Um, I'm not sure how what what the state of the game is at this point. Yeah, what it actually looks like to because they've said that you won't be able to unlock everything through loot boxes. Some stuff you'll have to be a high enough level, right? Um, Which is fine. That's fine. That's the traditional way of doing an unlock system. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how that actually is implemented. My fear is that that is okay. Now you're a high enough level. You need to put crafting resources from the loot boxes mm-hmm. towards this gun that you want to build now. Right. Thus locking everything behind loot boxes. Yep. That's the fear. That's that's the fear. I don't know if that's actually how they did it. Reason would tell me that that's probably what they're doing. Correct. Um, I, so anyway, everybody kind of rallied behind this 40 hours to unlock a hero right. thing. And EA responded and basically said... Well, we want people to feel accomplished mm-hmm. in what they're doing, which Reddit at least didn't like that. Reddit, <laughs> uh, that quickly became the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. That's uh, crazy. As of this, it has like 600,000 downvotes. That's a lot of people that are not really happy yeah. <laughs> with that response. Uh, yeah. 40 hours is a reasonable amount of time to put towards unlocking one thing in a game. What's crazy about this <laughs> is that like if you're playing, you know, I've got a 9 to 5 job, I got a 1 year old, I get maybe 2 hours a night to play yep. any type of game. Yep. So destiny, you know, whatever. You know, if I I want to invest that time into Battlefront, by the time I even get halfway to having access to a single hero, Half of the servers have already gotten their heroes because they can dedicate six hours a day. Streamers, YouTubers, it's their job. You know what I mean? And so the more you just kind of... The the thing that frustrates me, one of the most things, is like you're going to get those people that have dedicated so much time that they're going to spawn in with Luke and you will never be able to get rid of them. Yeah. You don't, there's no, you know, like, is there, is there a counter? Like, I have no idea, but that sounds, that sounds frustrating enough that I won't purchase this game. Yeah. Like, so the problem, the problem that I see is with Battlefront 1, they introduced kind of this, oh, it's the FPS light. It's kind of mm -hmm. arcadey. It's loose. It's not going to have the craziness that you'll see in like Battlefield 1 or Call of Duty. Right. Um, so they already... They had, like, tokens out, and you could pick up a power-up. Yeah, power-ups and... were, were based on what people picked up on the map. Heroes right. were Heroes what people were there. picked up on the map. Yep. So they already tailored this towards a kind of a casual player's audience. Mm-hmm. But then they've introduced this pay-to-win scenario. So you've scared mm-hmm. away the hardcore gamers. Yep. And now you've scared away the 
casual, casual gamers. gamers. Who's left? Who's left? I don't know. Not me. You, you, what I'm you out. Have, what you have left is is Star Wars fans. Uh, people yes. who will play anything that has a Star Wars title on it. Right. And to be clear, we are Star Wars fans. Absolutely. We love Star Wars. I got Star- my tickets for Last Jedi like last month. Me too. Like Same guy got us the same tickets. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Um, we're... Star Wars fans, we love the franchise. We've loved their games. Star Wars Pod Racing, classic. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it, Battlefront so, One and Two, the from like way back. PS Two, the Xbox. original Battlefront One and yeah. Two. PS Two, phenomenal, so good, phenomenal. I, it, I would still play those. And so we're talking as Star Wars fans that this is really disappointing to see. A studio with as many funds, as much funds as they have, EA, yeah. mishandling something that we truly love. And it, that sucks. It sucks to say that I am not going to shell out the $60 plus to, to play this game. Right. Because... I don't. I don't have. I don't want that kind of frustration in my life. Is to come up against yeah. a Luke Skywalker or a Rey every single game and just get destroyed. Well, it's not even really the heroes because your star cards and your weapons, they're locked behind the progression, and the progression is based on the loot boxes. Yes. And so. So progression is slow. Progression is deliberately slow. Anyway, so EA basically saw what happened and they tried to respond. And they said, "Good news, guys. We're we're cutting down the cost of heroes by seventy five percent." And so that seems big. That seems well, and it is big. I mean, seventy five percent is more than right. You know, more than half. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, they also made some other changes. Mm-hmm. The the um, end of the, the campaign, you used to mm-hmm. get a bonus of twenty thousand credits, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they bump that down 75% as well. You only get 5,000. <laughs> People are saying, because um, it was really meant towards unlocking a specific low-tier hero. Right. And now that his cost went down, so did the bonus. Right. But why are you deliberately slowing people's progress down? Right. Why is it... What you've pitted people against now is the progression. Mm-hmm. You're, you're encouraging people to pay money so that they can skip... Your game, right? <laughs> you, so they can skip ahead and yeah. be at a farther point than yeah. other people. That is dumb. It's it feels dirty. It feels gross. And even in Battlefield, um, not Battlefront. I know it's confusing, <laughs> but Battlefield and Three, not Battlegrounds, not Battlegrounds. Oh god! Um, in Battle, sorry, you got me all confused. In <laughs> in Battlefront. Dang it! Battlefield? In Battlefield Three, they had the um, All Star package or something yeah. like that, where you could—it literally was pay an extra sixty dollars, and all the gear is unlocked that you would have otherwise had to put time into that specific class. So, say there's a sniper rifle at the very bottom that is cool in all these different ways. You could spend sixty dollars to get that tier weapon across all classes and you get a special emblem and the guys who ran emblems I seriously I quit games because I saw that somebody spent that money I was like I don't want to play with you <laughs> like I don't want like sure punish me whatever do like, you hate rich people yes no 
I just, I, I'm like, okay, why are you even playing the game if you've got no progression? Right. If you've got nothing to work towards, if you've got, there's no reward in it except to just be annoying. <laughs> Maybe that's what they should do. You should have like a thousand a, a dollar price tag on a game where you just unlock God mode. You can't be killed. You'll have the time of your life and the developer got their thousand bucks out of you. At this point, like, why why not? Yeah. EA is clearly saying nothing is out of bounds to make sure that your open your wallet stays open as you continue playing. Yeah. So why not just a god mode? I mean, yeah. Like <laughs> why not? Is this where video games are heading? And if so, I'm gonna pick up knitting or something, because this is crazy. I don't want to <laughs> Which knitting actually really confuses me, so I'm not gonna pick up knitting. Have you watched somebody knit? Like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how it works. What's the point of learning it. It's magic. <laughs> I watched my wife do it, and it's like you're going over. I don't understand. You Anywho, turn string into a sock. I just, it's it's wild, yeah. man. It's wild. Anyway. People have been burned at the stake for less. <laughs> this is your knitting podcast. Um, it's is is this. Is this where games are going? Oh man, great idea for a knitting podcast. You just call it Pins and Needles. Just like, <laughs> n- never mind. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, so like, is this is this is this the future that we saw for games? Is this like is this where we want to go? Is like, this where we want to go? Really? So uh, the way I see it is, it's kind of like the uh, the idea of you, you if you boil water and throw a frog in, it'll hop out. But if you Put a frog in room temperature water and then slowly increase the heat. You'll you'll cook the frog. Eventually. That's a really gruesome analogy. That's kind of what it feels like. Here. Totally, because you're right. They introduced that in Battlefront or Battlefield Three. Mm-hmm. I don't think it showed up prior to that, but they've in, they've done that. I know they did it in Battlefield. Or mm-hmm. uh, see, it's it. hard. It's hard. Ah! <laughs> they did it in Battlefront <laughs> One in 2015. Uh-huh. That one introduced later. Oh, you want this package of star cards? You can yep. buy them all outright right yep. now, rather than unlocking them. No, thanks. And I see why they want to do that is because they want to bring uh, they want to bring new gamers up to speed quicker so that they feel sure. competitive. It's that's still... not what people are using it for, though. Right. People are using it to get ahead, and that's kind of like the rub for this whole thing is that gamers are just naturally wired to find the most efficient path right the easiest the easiest way to get where you want to go right this is why destiny one had the problem of the loot cave. the loot cave because freaking miss that thing gamers are all about the reward it's not really a question of how how do you get there yeah i mean the psychology behind it is fascinating but basically i mean people will do the most boring thing 10,000 times mm-hmm. if it means that they have a chance at getting the best stuff yep. faster than other people. That's what I did. That's what you did for the faction rallies. That's what I did for the faction rallies this, this time around, and my hunter does look sick. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm right. actually really pleased with the armor that I got for my hunter this time around. But it was two hours of me and two buddies running back and forth, not firing a gun, running just, just to get three tokens every time. Yep. Takes about a minute, right? But a it's the, minute per run. But that was the fastest way to do it. And so we so did. That's it. what you did. And so people see Battlefront and they say, "I could play forty hours 
roughly right. to get the best power-ups. Or I could just potentially get this, you know, get all the power-ups right. if I just spent another. Or I buy 50 bucks worth of loot boxes and open those up and progress. <sighs> Man, I just, it, it's, it's so frustrating to see. And people think they're, they're changing it. People see the announcement. Their changes are coming. They're cutting it by 75%. But they can't, you know, the campaign reward is also right. cut by seventy five percent, like you said. Right. The po- the Reddit post that you showed me of some dude running the math is that cuts it down from forty hours to thirty seven hours of gameplay. Right. Like that's not that's <laughs> not a big that's not cut. An actual, yeah. But all they're doing is hiding the negative feedback that they got with some right. ambiguous positive. We're changing things. Yeah, nothing's getting done. So I was reading. Um, somebody who comes from PR kind of responded to this and said, "What they're doing here is they're outdating the outrage, right? Which they're hiding bleh, behind this idea of it's oh, it's changing. It'll always keep Battlefront Two is a is a a machine that will continually be tweaked and changed mm-hmm. and." evaluated and we're listening and we're changing things but they never give specifics of what they're like specific numbers it's always this nebulous kind of we're changing we're in motion we're in progress so they're making anytime you have a valid argument against what's happening Mm -hmm. the response is oh but they've said that they'll change it Mm -hmm. right but they've never said what they're going to change there's no concrete evidence to back that change and so really as long as they change 0.01% of how long it takes to do this or that. They have changed it. Mm -hmm. But you'll never notice. You'll Mm -mm. never see. Nope. And and EA will do this because this is what EA has done. And that's the part that breaks my heart the most. Is that this game is going to make gangbusters. It's going to make so much money. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's got the Star Wars title on it. It's got the Star Wars soundtrack, the Star it's Wars got... appeal. It's got the Star Wars sound effects. Yeah. Like, everything about Star Wars is recognizable and beloved. Yeah. And, as it should be. And marketable. And marketable. And so, like, seriously, you could... <laughs> the sound effect of just a Stormtrooper blaster going off, mm-hmm. like, you got me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, let's go. Because yeah. it's so iconic. And so this, this game is going to sell... Investors at EA, all they're going to see is that this game made hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. And that that money is going to go funneled into next year's project where they're going to tweak things. Right. And they're They're going to change things. Basically, all the feedback that they're getting from this event, they're going to look at next release and go, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we'll do the same thing. We'll just package it a little bit different. So that people don't have outrage over 40 hours for this character. Yeah. Um, somebody likened it. Somebody said Assassin's Creed Origins just did almost the exact same thing. Right. But they hid it behind. They said there's no way to buy loot boxes. Right. Right. But here's the thing. You could buy currency that then bought loot boxes. <laughs> And nobody's flipping a lid but over that. Nobody's flipping a lid because it was worded right. It was there was yep. just enough grayness to it. Nobody can buy a loot box. Oh, okay. So it's not pay to win. Right. Well, 
it still is because then you buy the currency that then buys the loot box. Which is just that's which Ubisoft uh, is not far behind. Ubis- EA. I think EA wins most evil company, but Ubisoft is a good minion. <laughs> so really, the question is like the question comes down to: Is this really what we want to see for games? Though, like, is this is this the direction we want to see it? Whether you side with EA on this or not, whether you think that what they're doing is fine or acceptable, yeah, is this actually good? I'm not going to give a simple answer because it's not a simple answer, but I'm I will always point towards Blizzard. I think their games are polished. Yep, they're not perfect. Diablo three was a train wreck at first. At we first. played we played it at launch and we put in a lot of time into that game. It's a completely different game now. It's still got microtransactions in it, but they're constantly updating it with yeah. free content for for the players. Blizzard, Blizzard supports their games. Blizzard supports their games because their players support the company. Yep. They believe in the games. People believe in Overwatch, so they're going to continue playing Overwatch. I'm going to continue playing Overwatch. And if there's ever, which is a whole other topic, if there's ever an Overwatch 2, I'm probably going to buy that. But when Battlefront (laughs) 5 comes out, whatever it looks like, and they're still having these issues, they they don't have my money. If bigger companies like this continue down this path, Right, I'm gonna have less games to play. <laughs> I'm gonna have more time to give to their blizzards and and whatnot. So I hate that it's going this way. Yeah, but I, man, Valve also did this very well too. Yeah, with their games. Yeah, what they do with uh, Team Fortress Two. Yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff that they added, and there was microtransactions to it, and it mm-hmm. didn't. It, That's fine. It was. Fine. It wasn't. That's it was, fine. It wasn't great. They also did it with Counter Strike too. Counter Strike has a huge microtransaction um, sub market, but uh, it's not. I don't know that it's actually run by Valve. It's just kind of right third party. But it's still there, and it's not obtrusive. It's. I mean, you can still play the game. Mm-hmm. You can still play the game. It doesn't. You don't feel dirty after buying a micro, <laughs> buying a skin or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like. You feel okay supporting a company that you believe in. Yeah. That you know is going to keep support. So, I mean, Battlefront 1, the 2015 Battlefront mm-hmm. 1, right? it had some significant flaws. I played a lot of it. My wife played a lot of it. I played with you guys. It and was... I had some of the best games to capture the flag yeah. on Battlefront 1 with you guys. It, it was, was awesome. It was really good. The problem, the, the biggest problem and the thing that put the bad taste in my mouth for Battlefront 1 at the end of the day was they just stopped supporting it. Yeah. Like, the DLC, the first DLC was fine, the second one was okay, and it just kept plummeting from there until the last one was uh, for Rogue One, and it, like... Nobody played it. It was, well, it was terrible. And the way that they set up the DLC system was bad, too. So, like, every time a new DLC came out, it divided the player base again. Right. So by the time the fourth one came out, there's hardly anything there. You couldn't get into games because nobody like you couldn't you couldn't go back to the yeah. previous DLC because it was a it was a ghost town. Nobody yeah. had access to it. Yeah, and you were waiting upwards of five minutes to get into a game that yep. you bought. 
And that's just what, two or three months prior. And that's what's going to happen to this one because everybody that is coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2's defense is free DLC. Right. Yeah. On paper, they're following the Overwatch model. Guess what? There's going to be new modes and new this, and you're gonna you're not going to have to pay a cent for it. Yep. But it's not going to be any good. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something that we didn't even put down, but. Um, blows my mind that this isn't this should this should have been the straw that broke the camel's back. You can only play specific modes for a select amount of time before you can't earn any more credits in that mode. Right. You your progression is one, in one again, or two. In two. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, but nobody's like, how is that not what people are talking about? Because mm-hmm. that. You, you oh you need to wait fifteen hours before you can earn more credits. Fifteen. Hold on. Uh, fifteen hours. Fifteen hours. The only time that you ever see anything like that, okay, and I'm, my blood's boiling, <laughs> um, is in a free-to-play mobile game. And this isn't even free-to-play. This is a sixty-dollar game. This is full retail price. Okay, okay. Just to clarify, you play a mode. You love capture the flag. I yeah. love capture the mm-hmm. flag. You play capture the flag. You earn credits. Earn credits. Earn credits. Right. There's a cap on that, and then it. So you love capture the flag. Yes. After I don't know what the actual time frame is. Let's say five rounds. Mm-hmm. You get a little pop up that says you've earned all of your credits for capture the flag for the next fifteen hours. You can keep playing, but you won't progress anywhere. That's <laughs> that that I mean how is how is that not like the biggest slap in the face out of all of this? That is like. You're continuing to play their game, yes, but they're going to deliberately stop you from progressing in this mode that you actually really like to play. That's got to be one of the biggest game design flaws ever. Like, like we've seen that in the free to play mobile games, and nobody <laughs> wants that to be the actual model of, mm-hmm. of full retail games. Yeah, like I I played um, Peggle. On my iPhone. <laughs> Peggle, it was so much fun. Oh, absolutely. So much fun. I was having a blast. Didn't pay a cent for it. Mm. I played, put probably four or five hours into it. By the time I got to that point, if I lost too many rounds, it said you have to wait two hours before you can play the game again. Mm. And I'm like, I get that. I put it away. I work. You know, I just have to work instead of just play games, whatever. And then I come back and I try it again. It got old. I deleted it. I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. You pay $60 for a game, you find something that you really love, and yep. then you can't play it. <laughs> but you can play it, and there will be free DLC for it. But it looks beautiful. But it looks beautiful. And it's Star Wars. Yeah. Man, if EA had any other franchise, they would not try this with it. You know what I mean? I don't even think... Col- they Lord of the Rings. Mm. Well, they, they might try it with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Wait, did they do that? They did a little bit. Um, did no wait? Did EA publish? World that was Monolith. Oh, okay. I think it was EA. Different one. It would have been different outrage if it was EA. I I was trying to think of other franchises that can get away with stuff like this. Call of Duty. No. Maybe. No. I don't know. It's no. In the video game world, Call of Duty is top tier, most popular. They're falling off, though. They're having... I mean, the last Call of Duty that came out, it sold really poorly. And right. if they introduced a model that was like, 
Oh yeah, you want the be- because Call of Duty people are all about super the meta. competitive. They're all about like this is what loadout the gun. is the best. Yeah, yeah. So if you introduced that, like you have to buy this specific gun on top of everything else, mm-hmm. it would it would kill off. the franchise. I guess so. Like, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I'm just trying to think if this wasn't wrapped in Star Wars wrapping paper. Yep. Would this game ever have a chance? The the balls on EA. Just try this out. Just, I don't know if we could, can we say balls on this podcast? Oh man, iTunes is getting rid of us for sure. Oh no. Check us out on iTunes. And so it sounds like we're a bunch of just curmudgeon dudes that just curmudgeon <laughs> it sounds like we're super frustrated, and we are. Tune in next week for the Curmudgeon Cast. Curmudgeon, that's not a bad cast name. Um, it sounds like we're just angry to be angry, and we're frustrated gamers, and that we're ranting trolls on the internet. But I'm, I'm actually sincerely disappointed and concerned. Yeah. Because I want a good Star Wars game. I yeah. want I want to play a good Star Wars game. And I am not going to spend money on this game. And that just, that is just like, that kind of sucks. Because I love Star Wars. Yeah. And they're, they're mistreating it. And they're not handling it well. And fans of Star Wars should be upset that their product, that their, their childhood, you know, is being mishandled. It's not being handled with care. It feels like it's being handled just to... (laughs) <laughs> bring in money. Yeah. Every you know, I hate to say that EA is an evil corporation or that they're they're greedy and all they want is our money because that's the general stereotype. They are a business. They do have to make money, but the way they're going about it, yeah. well, I don't reason, agree with. There was a reason they were voted worst company in America. That's crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> they beat out like oil tycoons and like <laughs> like ridiculousness. That's 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 going a little. I don't know. That's crazy. I am just saying that's what actually happened. Yeah. So whether whether we like it or not, this is this is not where we wanted to see games going. Right. Mm-hmm. This not is not. I if if ever I see creativity being stifled, yeah, I'm not going to support it. As soon as Overwatch starts with models like this, oh, you can play arcade mode. After 15 hours of waiting, like, I'm done. Sorry, like, Overwatch, you know, well, I'm not going to... But here's the thing. You, that uh, Overwatch does do that. Right. With the, you, if you win three games in arcade mode, you get a loot box. And you mm-hmm. can do that three times mm-hmm. a week before yep. the reset. Why is that different to you? I feel like it's because, because it's... I think the reward is cosmetic. The reward isn't actually... Anything that reflects my... I could still play. You're right. I could still play arcade mode because I think it's fun. I typically don't. I typically hop into quick play or um, solo play or if there's whatever. Um, But the fact that Battlefront 2 system stops you from earning actual credits to open loot boxes of... (laughs) To open equipment that actually affects gameplay... That's that's the line, is that's the line for me is that they cut off, 
they cut you at the knees and say, you can't play any further. You know, you have to try this over here. See, see like you said, Overwatch does it, and that's fine. Yeah. But as soon as they start impacting the way I play, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to invest any more time. I don't have a lot of time to play. So I'm not going to waste my time there anymore. I think that's fair. I think it's fair, too. <laughs> Man, they're ruining my Star Wars. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think that uh, EA is an earnest company trying to make some money in this difficult world? Do you think that they're an evil corporation? Do you With... think that... Uh, I mean, I mean, we could even open it up to... Do you think that Disney is breathing down EA's neck? That Disney needs to make X amount of money on this in order for, the, for them to continue to partner with EA? Totally possible. I mean, yeah. Disney is also a corporation, mm-hmm. also a big business, that also is concerned about making money and mm-hmm. making sure they're maximizing their profits. At the end of Last Jedi, you have to pay an extra $12 to see the last 15 minutes of you the movie. Get, you get... Oh, no, no, no. They have like a tiered system for the real endings. You get like the... You get the regular ending, yeah. and then you get like the the fifteen dollar premium ending, and then you get the super deluxe <laughs> platinum. Ending. Luke dies at the end ending, and then. <laughs> uh, so stay, yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at uh, Harbjagen. That's Ryan's handle at Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Beardy Hoja, or just follow us, follow us at Social Platypus on Twitter. Um, you can find us at Facebook at Social Platypus as well. Um, that's where we post uh, the majority of our stuff, like Ordinary Life and blog posts. Side note, blog post coming up. Super excited about this one. <laughs> Talking about the mods versus microtransactions. How to retain players in your game. Which model works yep. best. And probably at the point of this release, that blog post will have already come out. Crap! <laughs> so, make sure to check uh, the, the Facebook page and the Twitter for that. It mm-hmm. should have come out this past week. Yep. And um, we are... We're, this, we're, this isn't done. Like, EA is still... This, you know, <laughs> this, is, this work isn't over. We're going to take them down. We're going to take them down, y'all. Um, no, this is a topic that's big. It's, 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 so we're, we want to bring in a couple extra people to get their viewpoints, um, to get their thoughts on, um, just kind of the industry as a whole and where it's heading. Um, just get a couple more opinions in this room. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be talking about it more, but until then, peace out.